This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 772, four examples of herd mentality and what to do about it, part two by Tony Tran with IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. And I'm Justin Mollick, your personal narrator, reading to you every day, including holidays and weekends, just like an audiobook, but free of charge, mostly from blogs, but sometimes from books, and always with permission from the websites. Today's a continuation from yesterday, but before we get to it, big thanks to Four Sigmatic for their support. We're a little late to order Christmas gifts, but you can give yourself a gift right now. Four Sigmatic is mushroom coffee, superfood blends, and what they call mushroom elixirs. Now, mushrooms have been studied for centuries and different kinds have different health benefits. So Four Sigmatic created these drinks. Now, I actually don't like eating mushrooms or drinking coffee, but I tried it anyway and it was really good. No joke, I just ordered more. You can get 15% off your order by using my code OLD. And the link is foursigmatic.com slash OLD. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash old. And I also have a link in this episode's description. So like I briefly mentioned, today's a continuation from yesterday. So if you're new here or jumping around, it'd be a good idea to listen to yesterday's episode first. But if you're all caught up, let's hear part two and continue optimizing your life. Four Examples of Herd Mentality and What to Do About It, Part 2, by Tony Tran with IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. Herd Mentality Exhibit C, Disney Theme Parks' Fireworks Shows. It's the happiest place on earth, a magical land where you can meet your favorite Disney princess, eat turkey legs the size of your own leg, and get songs stuck in your head for years. It's also a place where you can see mob mentality in action 365 days out of the year. Disney has been able to leverage mob mentality to draw people to their parks and keep them coming back year after year since they opened their first park in 1955. One of the most clever usages of mob mentality comes in the form of their famous nightly fireworks shows. Back in the early years of the park, Walt Disney had a problem. Families all over America were clamoring to get into Disneyland, but they left as soon as they hit up all the rides they planned to go to. After all, this was the earliest days of theme parks in general. People had no frame of reference and no idea what to expect when they showed up to Disneyland. So when families started showing up, they followed the other families, staying for as long as they needed to go on certain rides and then leaving. Walt needed to find a way to keep them there though, or else he took a hit in opportunity costs. That's when park planners came up with the idea of having fireworks shows so that families had something to look forward to at the end of the day. Soon, families started staying in the park longer as word of mouth spread the news of the fireworks shows at the day's end. The plan worked. People stayed until the end of the day, and more than 50 years later, you can still see that example of herd mentality in action at Disney parks all over the world. Herd mentality exhibit D, the housing market crash. It's been almost a decade since the housing market crashed in 2008, but in many ways, the effects of it are still being felt today. And though the reasons behind the crash are incredibly nuanced and complex, it all boils down to a bubble caused by a massive amount of homeowners being unable to pay their mortgages. The result of the crash led to millions of people losing their jobs, scores of people losing their homes, and consumer spending dropping by 8%. While there are many factors that caused the crash, I wanna talk about how mob mentality ran rampant after it. Because when the housing bubble burst, investors got nervous. They were so nervous they found themselves falling prey to a herd mentality behavior called panic selling, wherein people sell off their shares in mass due to paranoia and fear, resulting in stock prices plummeting. Investors got scared that if they kept their money in the market, they would lose it. 
This resulted in people pulling their money out of the market, which resulted in prices going down, and, well, you know how this ended. Can herd mentality be good? While many examples of herd mentality can seem downright scary, it's not all doom and gloom. Herd mentality can actually be a great thing if you let it be. Michael Bond, author of The Power of Others, Peer Pressure, Groupthink, and How the People Around Us Shape Everything We Do, wrote that herd mentality can actually change the course of history. From Bond, quote, The Egyptian revolution of late January and early February 2011 was a stunning example of cooperative power, even though its achievements have partly been squandered. What's more, those who gathered in Tahrir Square to demand the fall of Hosni Mubarak had the time of their lives. One retired businessman who traveled from Alexandria, Egypt to join the protesters told me, I found something lovely. There were all kinds of people from universities, secondary schools, preparatory schools, homeless people, people from every religion. All divisions disappeared. Everyone had one purpose. I was really crying for this was the first time I saw the Egyptian people unafraid of anything. End quote. Aside from changing the landscape of politics, herd mentality can also be leveraged when it comes to your investments, or at least Warren Buffett thinks so. Be fearful when others are greedy, and greedy when others are fearful, he says. What he means is that you should always be more than willing to go against the herd when it comes to your investments. The person who's going to come out on top of a bubble burst or market crash is the one who keeps their head and doesn't immediately dump all their stock. Which brings us to what you should do to use herd mentality to your advantage. By its nature, herd mentality is difficult to spot in the moment. After all, a snowflake doesn't realize that it's part of the avalanche. Same goes for you when you're swept up by market trends. But if you do find yourself in the midst of a herd, keep in mind both the dangers and benefits of herd mentality. And remember that Warren Buffett quote from before, be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. You just listened to part two of the post titled Four Examples of Herd Mentality and What to Do About It by Tony Tran with IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. Thank you again to Four Sigmatic for sponsoring this episode. So Four Sigmatic, they found out about the show and reached out. I told them I don't like any mushrooms and I don't drink coffee. So it didn't make sense for me to talk about it. But I decided what the heck and I tried it. I tried their hot cacao and their coffee, also their elixirs, all perfect for the winter. And yeah, none of them taste like mushrooms. It's actually really good. And what's cool is that there are different mushrooms with different health benefits and properties for different drinks. So the hot cacao, for example, they have one that's made with reishi, which has been studied and is supposed to help you relax. So that'd be good for stress or if you wanna go to sleep. And that doesn't have caffeine. But they also have one with a different mushroom, which is more of a pick-me-up. Basically the opposite effect. I really like that they're bringing these different kinds of mushrooms into our diets in a really unique and very important good tasting way that I've never seen before. It's not something I normally talk about, but the fact that they were successful in getting me to consume mushrooms and order more on my own is a huge achievement, speaks a lot towards the drink. So I got a special code with them, OLD, you can get 15% off. The link is foursigmatic.com slash old. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash OLD. And I have it linked in this episode's description. Hope you're having a great week. I'm still getting caught up after being sick for the past week. So I'm gonna leave it there for today, but I'll see you in tomorrow's show where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. 
Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.